we are continuing our series dito po sa First Thessalonians. And I really thank Pastor Abbott for inviting me to be a part of this. It's always a privilege to share God's Word uh, to His people. Uh, let, let me just ask you a question before we uh, start. Uh, how are you coping uh, with the pandemic season? You know, personally, how are you coping in the context of your family? How are you coping in the context of your relationship uh, with others? How, how are you coping uh, with the pandemic season? Sabi ni Hannah Williamson sa kanyang survey, uh, it's Western, pero I'm sure uh, we can relate with some of the results. Sabi niya, due to the pandemic, maraming household income na nag-decrease. No? Education uh, suffered. You know, online teachers are having trouble teaching online. And same with the students. No? Hindi sila nakakapag-cope with online education. Uh, I have a few friends na nag-stop talaga sa college. That's one semester. Uh, that's one semester of stopping, you know, sa college. And so, nade-delay sila. Uh, education has been really challenging. There has been an increase uh, in stress level. No? Uh, increase in mental health issues. Uh, isa to sa mga uh, hindi maa-avoid during this season. Uh, mental health issues. Uh, just me personally, last year, uh, I was really uh, going through depression and anxiety. And so, alam ko, alam ko yung, alam ko yung result na to sa pandemic. And relationship conflicts, you know, a husband and wives, mas lalong nagkakaroon ng conflict kasi nandun na eh, 24 hours magkasama sa bahay. Lalo na pag-work from home. And so, may conflicts na nangyayari madalas. And lastly, meron tong difficulty in relationship coping. In relationship coping. Uh, in context naman sa friendships natin outside our house. No, na-experience mo na ba yun? Yung, yung hindi ka na makatiis na makipag-catch up with a close loved one. No? Uh, parang, sis, I, I want to meet you na. Miss na kita. Coffee na tayo. Let's meet. Catch up tayo. Na-feel nyo ba yun during the pandemic? I, I'm pretty sure marami kayong beshi or best friends na na-miss nyong makausap at mamit. You know, uh, this is yung feeling na yun na makipag-meet and makapag-usap, makapag-catch up is a kind of what the Apostle Paul experienced. You know, when he was worried about how the Christians in the Thessalonian church was doing. You know, in his concern for the believers, uh, he sent Timothy. He sent Timothy to Thessalonica to get him some news makikibalita siya sa anong nangyayari sa Thessalonian Church regarding their faith to the Lord. That's why in verse 1, mababasa natin uh, in our text, Therefore, when we could bear it no longer, when we could bear it no longer, we were willing to be left behind at Athens alone. And we sent Timothy, our brother and God's co-worker in the Gospel of Christ, Para saan daw po? To establish and exhort you in your faith. 
And uh, I think, oh, why, why did why did he send Timothy, according to our text, to establish and exhort the Thessalonian church in their faith? In their faith. So, yung point number one natin, uh, it will cover verses one to five. Our point number one is the purpose to be established in the faith. What is the need for us believers to be exhorted and to be established in our faith? You know, in our text, mababasa natin sa verse 2 to 4, sabi ni Paul, we sent Timothy, our brother in God's work in the gospel of Christ, to establish and exhort you in your faith so that no one may be moved by these afflictions. For you yourself know that we are destined for this. For when we were with you, we kept telling you beforehand that we were to suffer affliction just as had has come to pass and just as you know. So, letter A, there is this presence of affliction. Because of the presence of affliction, we need to be established in the faith. Uh, we, we know in First Thessalonians, uh, si Paul, one month lang niya nakasama yung believers doon. It was a new church. He went there uh, to preach the gospel. So he went to synagogues, jumping from one synagogue to another, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And some were converted. Some Jews were converted. Some Greeks were converted. But after this conversion, lumaki yung church, na merong threat na nangyari. From the government. That's why Paul had to leave Thessalonica. Kaya siya ganito ka concerned sa believers. There, there was affliction that is happening in their area, in their city. And so we need to be established in the faith because there is presence of affliction. What do we learn here in verse 2 to 4? You know, while waiting for Christ's coming, there will be afflictions. There will be afflictions. It was repeated two times in verses 3 to 4. And you know, when we read something that is being repeated you know, in Scripture, it simply means it is very important. Gustong i-remind ni Paul na yes, di ba? Di ba napag-usapan natin na we are destined for this. We will be persecuted because of this message, because of the gospel message. Uh, gusto ko yung sinare ni Pastor Abbott uh, about his devotion kanina, about you know, us, us Christians being forgetful. You know, we, we are not uh, unlike you know, sa Israelites. They're also a forgetful people. That's why si Lord laging nire-remind ang Israelites, remember the Lord your God. Remember what I have done to you, Israel. Remember, remember, remember. Because we are forgetful people. We forget who God is. We forget who we are. That's why here, you know, uh, remind people that there will be affliction and persecution if you are a Christian. You know, Jesus also uh, warned his disciples hindi lang si Apostle Paul ang nagsabi that there will be affliction and persecution in the church. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 9, 
and they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death and you will be hated by all nations. Si Jesus ang nagsasalita. You will be hated by all nations. And, you know, I'm just trying to imagine gaano ka katindi yun. You will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. The moment you you surrendered your life to Jesus and proclaimed and, and declared yourself as a Christian, this is this is destined for you. This is destined for you. I don't know why, why I'm smiling, but there is hope. There is hope in affliction. By the way, Matthew 24, this whole chapter is about the end times. Jesus is, is prophesying to his disciples. You know, when I leave, this is what will happen before I will come again. There will be tribulation. People will murder. You know, Christians will be murdered. The churches will be stopped. And you will be hated by all nations. The Apostle Paul also warned Timothy that godliness and persecution are inseparable. And it says in 2 Timothy 3 verse 12, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. In verse 14, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from who you learned it. You know, uh, we are blessed as Christians because God did not leave us alone. You know, when he said, uh, I will not leave you alone nor forsake you, uh, he fulfilled this word of promise through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our faithful teacher. He teaches us. He encourages us. He comforts us in affliction. The Holy Spirit is God's presence in us. When we are going through affliction, when we're going through tribulation and troubles in life, let us remember, let us remember, God is with us. The Holy Spirit is ministering to us, reminding us of who God is, who we are in Christ Jesus. Through the scriptures. Now Luke 6 uh, verse 20. You know Jesus is speaking. He lifted up his eyes on his disciples. And said. Blessed are you. Who are poor. And this is uh, the Sermon on the Mount. His famous preaching. Probably the greatest preaching ever. You know, ever preached. Because Jesus is the greatest preacher. And so it's the greatest preaching. Niya. You know blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. On account of my name, Jesus, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For so their fathers did to the prophets. So Jesus Christ is giving words of comfort. Na blessed ka. Blessed ka. Because I'm your God. Blessed ka because of my namesake. 
yes, th- th- there will be reviling, there will be hating towards you, they will exclude you. But for, for God's namesake, through Jesus, you are blessed. Kaya magagawa natin big rejoice. Magagawa natin mag-leap for joy. Because your reward is great in heaven. You know, there's not only a presence of affliction and tribulation, meron ding, meron ding power of deception. And in 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 5, for this reason, when I could bear it no longer, no, let's notice uh, Paul repeated his phrase, I could bear it no longer. Hindi ko na kaya, hindi ko na matiis. I sent to learn about their faith for fear that somehow the tempter had tempted you and our labor would be in vain. Kaya siya concerned because he knows he's actively preaching the gospel. The gospel has been planted in their hearts. But there is also the presence of this tempter na double din yung work niya in tempting and deceiving Christians. And so Paul is, you know, uh, concerned that his labor would be in vain. You know, uh, this tells us something. This tells us something. Dapat nababahala tayo if we think we are not established in the faith. It should disturb us in our sleep. It should cut our laughter in idle moments. It should worry us when we know that our faith is not established well in Christ. If the Apostle Paul is worried, dapat tayo rin. Dapat tayo rin. Baka tayo mababahala. Paul says to the Thessalonian church, there is a tempter. There is a tempter. At yung tempter na yon could put all his efforts, his labor in vain. You know, in Genesis 3 verse 1, uh, we can we can backtrack a little bit and discover who this temper is. Temper is. It says in verse 1, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, He said to the woman, So I, I nag-cut mo na ako doon, yung kinat ko yung verse na yun. Why? Because dito pa lang sa verse 1, Genesis chapter 3, we see how the devil or this or Satan tempts or deceives people. He simply uses words. He simply inserts concepts and ideas sa mga Christians, sa mga tao who believes in the Lord. He said to the woman, he simply said to the woman, did God really say? Did God really say? And so there is this power also at work. Not only, not only the gospel is at work in, in our lives as Christians, but there's also a, a reality that there's, all, there's also a power at work in us, you know, to, to deceive us of the truth. Revelation 20 verse 9, And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. Sabi dito, the deceiver of the whole world. 
twice yung efforts, twice yung efforts ng devil to deceive. In John 10, 10, A, uh, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Destroy what? Destroy the foundations of our faith. Destroy our belief. Destroy our faith. Pero, ang, ang, ano, ano naman ang hope natin ni? What is the result if we are established in the faith? What is the result? What is the result if we let the scriptures establish us? So point number two, this will cover verses 6 to 10. The prophet, the prophet of being established in the faith. Kanina, we talked about the purpose of being established in the faith. There is, there is the presence of affliction. There is the power of deception. But here, merong prophet. What if, what if we are what if we are established in the faith? You know, uh, according to our text, it gives us a deeper sense of love toward others. It gives us a deeper sense of love. Uh, why did I say deeper sense of love? Because ang love, uh, ang love ng mundo is very superficial. Ang love ng mundo is shallow. You know, they teach you to love those who love you. You know, here, as Christians, we get a deeper sense of love. 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 6. Uh, now that Timothy has come to us from you, bumalik na Timothy from Thessalonica and had an update from the church. And has brought us the good news of your faith, Sabini Paul, and love and reported that you always remember us kindly and long to see us as we long to see you. You know, Paul loved the Thessalonian church like family. Like family. You know, 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 8, uh, backtrack lang tayo, chapter uh, before this text. So, being affectionately desirous of you. We were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves. Wow. What, what a minister of God is not only sharing the gospel of God, but also his life as well. Yeah, yung, yung in love relationship with the, with the church is very dear. Is very dear. Ang ganda nung sinabi ni Tim Mackey and John Collins sa Christian leadership. You know, Christian leadership is not about power or having influence. It's about relationships and humble and loving service. This is what the Apostle Paul showed in Thessalonica. And being established in the faith produces this sense of deeper love you know why why love because you know love summarizes the law and the prophets jesus mismo ang nagsabi you know the ten commandments this is what it means jesus talaga is the greatest teacher you know he opens he opens their eyes and their minds that they may see and understand the scriptures you know for those who are aspiring to be leaders you know in CRC Mahati god willing what is 
what what is our motivation what will be our motivation sana hindi power and you know fame having influence sana yung 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 motivation natin will be geared towards you know relationships and humble and loving service because this is what the lord wants this is what the lord showed through jesus and the apostles also you know uh we have this call to love our neighbor we have this call to love our neighbor john 13:34 a new commandment i give you sabi ni jesus that you love one another just as i have loved you grabbing standard si si jesus mismo nagbigay ng standard no parang lord totoo ba yan okay sana yung verse kung a new commandment I give you that you love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. Diba? Medyo, ano siya, easy because sa pace natin, sa ating design, sa ating concept of uh, how we should love our neighbor. Pero Jesus said, Jesus gave a standard that you love one another just as I have loved you. And later, madidiscover natin, paano ba nagmahal si Jesus? How was he patient and loving towards his disciples? First uh, John 4.11, uh, from the, the Apostle of Love, uh, Apostle John, Beloved, and Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Wow. What is our motivation for love? God. God is our motivation for love because He is love. God is love. Matthew 22, verse 36. Teacher, sabi ng Pharisee, Teacher, in the test si Jesus, which is the great, which is the great commandment in the law? Kasi we, we know there are, there are a lot of laws na sinusunod ng Jewish culture. And so He wanted to test Jesus, who was a great preacher and influencer during that time, many were, many were following him. And sabi ni Jesus, the greatest commandment, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. You know, yun yung, ane, yun yung sinasabi ko na shallow concept ng love, ng world, because they, they teach you that you love those who love you. But you know, Jesus, tinaas pa niya ulit yung standard. We are not only to love our neighbors, but we are also called to love our enemies. Those whom we have conflicts with. Matthew 5.44, I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. He repeats this in Luke 6, verse 28. You know, si Jesus ganito. You know, he, he, he throws the law at your face so that you will depend on him. Kasi left by ourselves, we cannot love our enemies the way He wants us to love. 
our enemies. I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. When was the last time you prayed for someone who has dealt you uh, trouble? <laughs> when was the last time you, you showed love to your enemies? You know, I mentioned earlier na dulot ng pandemic, maraming conflicts na nangyayari inside our inside homes. And you know, you know your enemy could be your neighbor <laughs> right next door. <laughs> you know, may conflicts na nangyayari in reality. And that's the reality. And you know, the call for us today is to, you know, to love our neighbor, to love our enemy. Because this is the fruit of being established in the faith. Matthew 7, 12. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, you do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Ito yung sinasabi nila na golden rule. You know, that is how wise the scriptures are, you know. Uh, ginagamit to ng, hindi lamang ng church people, but also secular people. The golden rule. You know, do what you want others to do to you. First John 3 verse 18. And exhort tayo ni Apostle John. Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Kasi madali lang yung magsalita. Talk is cheap, sabi ng kanta. <laughs> You know, he exhorts us to show, to demonstrate love. Kasi ganun si Jesus. He did not only say, I love you. You know, he did not only love the church with words and promises. He fulfilled his promises. He died on the cross. He lived the perfect life. He resurrected from the dead to prove the resurrection power. And his divinity. He showed, he demonstrated sacrificial love. So how do we practically apply this loving? You know, uh, Luke 6.28, sabi niya, bless those who curse you and pray for those who abuse you. We can simply pray. We can pray for those who curse us, who don't mean us good. Yung nagmamaliit sa'yo. Yung matagal yung nagsaslander sa'yo. He can, we can pray for them. I know it will be hard. You know, at first, para ka pang nauutal, na half-hearted. Lord, bless niyo naman siya. Increase niyo yung barns niya. Increase niyo yung profits niya. Uh, bless niyo yung relationship niya. But this why, Medyo half heart, but you know, but you know, this is when we do it, when we apply this, we get to realize what's in God's heart. That He is actually praying, you know, for, for, for us. Na hindi constant ang paglove sa kanya. We don't love the Lord with all our mind, with all our hearts, with our strength, with all our, with our soul. But he continues to faithfully intercede for us in heaven. Proverbs 25 verse 21, practical. 
If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For you will keep burning coals on his head and the Lord will reward you. Yan. Sana walang magpapadala ng, ng bread to eat and water to drink pamaya after the service. No? <laughs> Kasi yung malalaman natin, ay, kinonsider niyo, enemy ba ako? Enemies ba tayo? <laughs> Sana walang ganun na mangyari later. But you know, these are practical things. You know that the book of wisdom, you know, is teaching us how to express love. Luke 6.35, love your enemies and do good and lend. Wow, whoa, wait lang, Nate, wait lang. And lend, expecting nothing in return. Whoa, oops. Wait lang. Lend, di ba? Pahiram. Ibig sabihin, ibabalik. But the scriptures, you know, pushes us talaga to the wall and says, you know, this is this is love. This is what love really means. Do good, lend, expecting nothing in return. And your, your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High. For He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Wow. It shifts our perspective. Kasi ganun si Lord towards us. We are ungrateful and evil, but He is kind. He is kind. He is compassionate, abounding in love. And ano, ano pa yung ibang prophet? Ano pa yung ibang prophet of being established in the faith? According uh, to verse 7, it grants comfort. It grants comfort towards others. 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 7, For this reason, brothers, in all our distress and, and affliction, kasi sila, sila Paul, meron din silang affliction. We have been comforted about you through your faith. Through the faith of the Thessalonian church, Paul was being comforted. You know, it comforts others when they see faith at work in us. Hindi lamang comfort, it also brings us joy towards us and others. Verses 8 to 10, sabi, 1 Thessalonians 3, verse 8, uh, For now we live if you are standing fast in the Lord. Wow. You know, for now we live if you are standing fast in the Lord. I'm assuming because of the distress and affliction they were going through, wala nang, wala nang ano, wala nang gana. Nawawalan sila ng gana. Apostle Paul. But because of Timothy's news about the Thessalonian church, for now we live. Nabuhayan ang Apostle Paul because of their steadfastness in the Lord. For what thanksgiving can be returned to God for you, for all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God, as we pray most earnestly, night and day, that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. You know, very, you know, very relatable yung nararamdaman ngayon ni Paul. 
dito sa passage. He wanted to meet them face to face to encourage and exhort them in the faith. And I'm 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 sure Pastor Abbott, you know, has some sort of burden then and yearning to really meet us face to face, shepherd us, shepherd us face to face. Kumustahin tayo over coffee, magkita, magworship together as a church, singing songs of hymns. That is the burden na nabigyan yung Apostle Paul and many pastors today as they are actually exhorting their members, their churches in the faith. You know, uh, when we meet trials of various kinds, sabi sa James 1 verse 2, you know, we can count it all joy. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Bakit? Because in Luke 6, uh, verse 22, your reward, our reward, is great in heaven. Our reward is great in heaven. So we can, you know, we, we can rejoice in that day. Leap for joy. Who can count uh, persecution and shame as joy? Possibly ba talaga yun? Is it really possible for us to count it joy? You know, who can who can count it all joy when you're going through trials and tribulation? You know, there is no there is no one, there is none other, none other than a person who is established in the faith. Only those who are established in the faith can count affliction, persecution, troubles as joy. As joy. And let's take note, joy is lasting, lasting happiness. Lasting happiness. Joy is not dependent uh, to circumstances. Joy is something deeper. It, it boils out from, from the heart that is in the right position in the Lord. First test. That's why in, uh, in verses 11 to 13, how, how, can I be, how can I be established in the faith? How can I persist? How can I stay being established in the faith? The Apostle Paul uh, gives us an idea through his prayer for the Thessalonian church. That's why our third point is the persistence of being established in the faith. The purpose of being established in the faith the profit, the result of being established in the faith. And lastly, the persistence of being established in the faith. That we should persist in the faith. First Thessalonians 3 verse 10, as we pray most earnestly, you know, night and day, that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. Ano ba yung pinag-pray ni Apostle Paul? In verse 11, Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Direct our way to you, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you. You know, prayer, letter A, prayer helps us to abound in our love towards one another. I think I can't, I can't do it fully to love my neighbor, to love God. 
but you know, prayer helps us to abound in love towards one another. Let's take note na yung Thessalonian church, we just studied earlier, they are already a loving church. They are a church who uh, seeks the need of others before themselves. But here in Paul's prayer, he prays that the Lord will increase kihigitan pa ang kanilang love towards one another. Philippians 1 verse 9, It is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. Ano do yung purpose doon, sabi ni Paul? So that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Wow. How can we be pure and excellent and blameless? It is through love. It is through love with knowledge and all discernment. Our, our series is about living in the moment of Christ's return while, while waiting for the return of Christ. We are to we are to be faithful. We are to be faithful in loving others, loving God and loving others. Why do we need to pray that our faith will be established? Nasabi ni Jesus sa Matthew 24, verse 12, And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Is your love cold? But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Wow. Kanina, we learned tayo ni Jesus that the, the nations will hate us for his name's sake. But here, you know, kahit, kahit hinihate tayo ng world, we are, to, we are to be a testimony to them. We are to be a testimony to them by not letting our love grow cold. How will we endure? How will we endure this? You know, if we are constantly in fellowship with the source of love. And the source of love is the Lord God himself. Exodus 34 verse 6, The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. That is our Lord. Kinasabi ng iba, the Old Testament proclaims a wrathful God, an angry God. But the scriptures testifies that it is not so. The Lord God is loving, merciful, and gracious. But then we will realize that His graciousness, His mercy, His, His, His merciness, angry, ang yung, yung pagiging slow to anger niya, in abounding in steadfast love, is ours to meet through Jesus, is ours to receive through Jesus. So, you know, prayer helps. Prayer helps. But it is, also, it is not the ultimate, you know, key. It is not the ultimate key in establishing our faith. 
what is the key in establishing our, our faith? You know, persistence of being established in the faith comes from the Lord. Comes from the Lord. As letter B, 1 Thessalonians 3, verse 13, so that he may establish your hearts so that God may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his things. It is God who persists us to be established in the faith. It is his work. It is his work of grace in us. As you receive Jesus Christ, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. You know, us being rooted and built up in Jesus and being established in the faith is not our doing. Someone needs to do it for us. Someone had to do it for us. It is our sovereign Lord's work of refining our faith. He causes the growth of our faith. The Apostle Paul said First Corinthians uh, 3, verse 6, Sabi ni Paul, I planted Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. It is the Lord who gives growth to our faith. That's why kanina sabi ko, how can we endure this? We need to be connected. We need to be in constant fellowship with the Lord. And we can do this through the means of grace that he has provided for us. Prayer, the word, the sacraments, and fellowships. Like we are doing right now. We are fellowshiping with one another. Exhorting one another from God's word. These are means of grace for us to experience the love and salvation of our God. I will end with this uh, uh, text, Sabi sa Philippians 2. Uh, you know, Paul was again uh, in affliction. Parang wala yatang time sa buhay ni Paul na... <laughs> nakakatawa siya. Parang ni-imagine ko si Paul, parang sobrang serious, sobrang uh, law giver, uh, lawyer. You know, uh, serious guy had been through a lot <laughs> na hindi na tumatawa. You know, but here he exhorts. He knows how to exhort, you know, the, 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 the churches because he has been through it. He has been through affliction and he knows how to rejoice because his rejoicing is in the Lord. Asabi niya sa Philippians 2.13 For it is God for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his goodness. Do all things without grumbling or dis disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. So he makes a contrast. Kayo ay mag-blameless and innocent children of God amidst what? 
crooked, a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Holding fast to the word of life. Verse 16, we just sang it earlier. Holding fast to the word of life. So that in the day of Christ, when he returns to call us home, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. So I will just be asking a few questions here to help us reflect before we close in prayer. You know, amidst the present afflictions of this pandemic, kumusta ang faith mo sa Lord? How is your faith coping and doing? Do you know your need of being established in the faith? Meron bang, nare-realize mo ba yung need na yun? Na, oops, I, I need to be established in my faith. How does your love towards others reflect you being established in the faith? If you think you're established in the faith, well, good for you, praise the Lord. But how does your love towards others reflect that? How are you experiencing joy in your growth in the Lord? How is your prayer life? How is your prayer life? Is your Christian living, you know, uh, demeans others or encourages others? You know, suggestion ko sana, sana yung Christian living natin, yung Christian faith natin, will be an encouragement to others. Na kahit ikaw, you're going through affliction and persecution, they can be encouraged na, wow, nagagawa niya yun. He can count it joy. He can persevere. He can be faithful amidst all his troubles. So, these are questions that we can uh, ponder to help reflect the foundation of where our faith stands. Of course, that's, that is the Lord. So let's, let's pray and uh, thank the Lord. Panginoon, we thank you for you are a gracious, loving God. You called us, Panginoon, to yourself. Undeserving that, undeserving that you are, Panginoon. You, you, you graciously and effectively called us to yourself. Not as servants, not as uh, slaves, but Lord, you have called us to yourself as children, sons and daughters of the Most High God. Lord, we are grateful. We thank you, Lord, because we learned today the importance of being established in the faith we also learned that being established in the faith, O oh Lord, is not our own efforts. It's not from our efforts only. But ultimately, Lord, you, you cause our faith to be established. You are the cause, Panginoon, for this to happen. And so, Lord, we, we want to, we, we desire to be connected with you. To, to have a relationship with you that is strongly uh, grounded, Panginoon, in faith, in the scriptures, in love. So that, Lord, 
just just as the apostle Paul repeats himself always that in the day of the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we will be blameless. We will be pure. We will, we will be refined as your sons and daughters. Lord, it is our prayer that as we wait, we will wait patiently and faithfully. That we will be active in the Lord's work of redemption. Taking part, Panginoon, sa evangelism efforts. Sharing the gospel, the greatest news of all, to our loved ones. Because this is, this is the greatest uh, act of love, to share the good news, to share the gospel. Because Lord, we, we, are, we are not demeaning the power of the gospel. Lord, the power of the gospel is for the Jews and the Greeks and is able to save, O oh Lord. And so teach us, encourage us, Lord, to be established in the faith. And by being established, love others as you have loved us. This is our prayer with thanksgiving in Jesus' mighty name.